Hey guys, and welcome to the Seasoned Woman Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions that promote the nurturing of the mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Whitney Williams, and I will be taking you through the agenda today. I want to get better at doing my intros because I feel like the whole, hey, it's the Season Woman podcast is so like podcasty. Like, I'm gonna find a way to do it better. But for now, if you are a returning listener, you're a real one. Thank you so much for coming back. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Season Woman podcast where we talk about all things wellness, spirituality, psychology, all of the intangibles to basically help you live your best life. Let's get into today's episode. So on the last episode, I spoke about love languages. And if you haven't already listened to it, go do it now. But yeah, love languages is basically the different ways that we can express our love for the people in our lives that we care about. Now, I just thought I couldn't really do love languages without doing another form of language that I think is equally very important especially when you're trying to build relationships with people and that is apology languages now obviously we know in any relationship that you have there are going to be times where conflict arises because everyone's different and everyone has their own needs wants preferences the list goes on I think one determining factor that can really make or break a relationship is how you handle conflict and how you resolve it handling it in the right way can strengthen the relationship whereas handling it in a less effective way can essentially harm a relationship and cause a lot of stress both for like the other person and for yourself to the extent where it can actually affect your health so for many reasons we want to find effective ways to resolve conflict with the people that we care about now what is an apology language? So oftentimes when you do get into disagreements with people, you may go to say sorry and perhaps be met with resistance, not because the person wouldn't want to forgive you for what you did, but perhaps the way you've communicated it didn't reach them in the way that you would like. And that might actually create a bigger issue. You feel like you're being hard done by because you've apologized and you're being very sincere, but the other person may feel like actually you're not really doing much to apologize and show that you have remorse for what's happened. And I think this is because people have different ways of apologizing or different ways of showing that they're sorry. And if it if you're not aware of this fact and if it doesn't look like an apology that you would appreciate it might cause some issues. Now, there are some apologies that I think we can universally agree are just not good enough. And we will get into that. But if there are apologies that are sincere and don't look like the way that you apologize, perhaps we could benefit from learning about the other ones. So that is what we're going to do today. Now, much like my last episode on love languages, which if you haven't listened to already, please do. Apology languages was also another concept created by Dr. Gary Chapman. And 
basically he explains everything that I've mentioned already the idea that people have different ways that they can say they're sorry and express remorse for things that they have done um and as well as the love languages he has also created an apology languages quiz in which you can find out which form of apology you would be more receptive to there are five different apology languages like love languages and that is expressing regret making restitution genuinely repenting accepting responsibility and requesting forgiveness so i'm going to go through them one by one and get to know which one we align with the most so expressing regret now i think expressing regret is probably the most straightforward form of apology language because it's a direct saying i'm sorry or writing the words i'm sorry and as much as it might be the most straightforward i actually think it's one of the most difficult or one of the more difficult apology languages because in my time i've realized that saying the words i'm sorry can be very difficult for a lot of people to do for a variety of reasons but because of that it might actually be very greatly appreciated by the person we've hurt or that we've offended examples of this could be I'm so sorry for ignoring your feelings or I'm sorry I won't be able to make it tonight or especially if you're British (laughs) and you use the public transport often it's saying sorry when you pretty much pass anyone trying to get the train or trying to get the bus or just walking on the pavement which in most times we actually don't mean and that is the flip side I think of this apology language because sometimes yeah saying I'm sorry can be a very effective tool and really um, express sincerity but it can often be misused and be abused by people who I guess weaponize the term and try and strong arm people into forgiving them simply because they've said the words I'm sorry it may not even be that they mean it but because they've said it you basically have no leg to stand on because you can't exactly prove their intentions unless you can so I feel like this might be a foundational type of apology that needs another form to complement it and I guess another option could be the second apology language which is making restitution so if you've ever seen the (laughs) what's the word the archetypal cheating partner that basically tries to beg for forgiveness by buying gifts or posting on social media trying to beg for them back and doing all that kind of stuff or you've been in a position where you've missed your friend's birthday and you felt it necessary to um, treat them to a trip out that will essentially make up for not going to their birthday then you have witnessed the art of making restitution basically it's trying to place a value on the mistake that you've made and attempting to compensate for it I think this one it can be a sticky one because it comes down essentially to the value that the person placed on the act and placed on the thing that you did or didn't do so (laughs) if you were to say oh well I've missed your birthday let me make it up by taking you out next week and the person was more hurt by the fact that you didn't call and let them know ahead of time or you had never been to their birthday before that 
you trying to take them out the next week might not mean as much to them because they may feel like, oh, well, you're not as invested in the relationship. It might not do as much. Because as much as people can be understanding when seeing that someone is making an effort, sometimes it may just not be enough. And in the cases where it's not enough, you may do better trying another form of apology language. Or you may prefer another form of apology, like say, genuinely repenting, which is the next apology language. So genuinely repenting is all about basically changed behavior so it's like the example I used before it's the cheating partner who does more than bring gifts to your door and I don't know maybe when you take them back decides that okay they're going to do better in the household they're gonna like (laughs) go to therapy they're basically going to do anything to prove to you that they're changing and that they weren't engaged in the behavior before um that can be really important to some people essentially taking responsibility for your behavior and doing what you need to do to avoid it happening again with this one I think it can be very impactful and it can really show that you are sorry but at the same time because of the nature of the apology it may not carry much weight in the moment um when you're trying to genuinely repent this is something that is shown to the person over time. So I guess the real effect and the real sincerity of the apology is only really shown in the long run or however long after it takes to prove to the person that you really did mean what you said. Because, for example, if it's like, I don't know, a double booking on the day of your friend's event or dealing with someone who has been struggling with addictions that says they're going to change their behaviour because it's affecting the people around them these are things that can't really be resolved in the immediate like if you missed your friend's event and it was really important to them what do you do you set reminders for any future events and you make sure that you attend all of them but that really doesn't prove anything until you've attended enough events to show your friend that you are committed and likewise with someone who's struggling with an addiction it's going to take time You know, recovery is a process and they may not be able to show you how serious they are until after two, maybe three, maybe four years of going clean. But saying that, I think that is one of the biggest ways you can show you're sorry, because if you were able to stick at it for that long and really make that level of commitment, you really are showing that you are sorry. Obviously, this is all relative because Perhaps you've done things that might be unforgivable. But I guess on the part of the person giving the apology, it's at least showing that you are trying to be proactive and you are trying to show that you know what you did was wrong. Now, what might go hand in hand with that form of apology might be the initial requesting forgiveness from the person, which is the next apology language. And this is literally all about giving the power back to the person that you've hurt or somebody essentially giving the power back to you in a situation where they've hurt you. It's definitely a more verbal form of apology, much like the first form that I went through, which was what? Expressing regret. Yes. So requesting forgiveness is basically saying, 
I'm sorry. I understand that I hurt you and you have every right to feel the way that you do. So what can I do to help you feel more comfortable in this situation? Or what can I do to essentially give you what you need to handle this situation, basically? And I think this can be a good first step in showing that you know that you've hurt the person and you know that they have or they're feeling the emotions that they're feeling and they have every right to feel the way they do about the situation. It's given them the space and given them the power to process everything that's happened in a way that makes them feel empowered. And I think in the other forms of apology, it can very much be about the person that's apologizing and them doing. Whereas this form of apology is saying, hey, I know this is no longer about me. This is all about you. What's been done is done. So let me give you the opportunity to take charge of the situation because I've already done what I've done. For many reasons, I think that can be very effective, especially if there is space for the person to forgive you and there is hope for the relationship continuing. But... On the other hand, I do also think this is another form of apology that requires another step. So as I mentioned before, perhaps pairing requesting forgiveness with genuinely repenting, which you would see over time. This would be something that starts off the process and starts off the the healing. And then over time, I guess you'd be continually reinforcing the fact that you still do appreciate where the person's at and you're willing to do what it takes to show that you are sorry now in that circumstance I think that can be quite helpful and it can go a long way but I guess with this type of apology the fundamental thing being communicated is the fact that it's no longer about the person that is apologizing And the person being apologised to now has the freedom to decide however they want to carry on with the relationship or however they want to handle the situation and that's their right. So essentially the person apologising has taken a step back and is ready to let the, (laughs) I don't know what it's called, the person being apologised to do whatever they need to do to get to wherever they need to get to. And that could actually mean you guys severing the relationship and not speaking anymore going your separate ways and that would be something that you are accepting once you ask for forgiveness sometimes it can be really difficult but I think in doing that you're accepting responsibility which is the last apology language and basically saying that you're going to hold yourself accountable for your actions and your words and the things that you've done It acknowledges and expresses your mistake in a way that says, look, I could have done it differently. I didn't handle it the right way and I'm super sorry. My actions were crap. When you accept responsibility, you're essentially acknowledging the fact that everyone's responsible for their own selves. We are separate from the people around us and so our words and actions are also separate. There is no situation where someone else does something to you and so you retaliate in a way that you feel 
is equally harmful but necessary and that can be okay you accept that the actions of others should not determine how you respond negatively and regardless of what happens you are responsible for yourself now I think this is actually one of the biggest forms of apology for me personally because I have a history of dealing or being in narcissistic situations where I have been gaslit and have been manipulated in so many ways that it got to a point where I actually started to doubt myself and started to question if the things that I would get upset over were actually legitimate things. When dealing with narcissists, like accepting responsibility is something they rarely do. And that can really lead to a lot of lack of self-trust, self-doubt, and just the crazy making of being gaslit. And I guess this just speaks to all forms of apologies in general. Like they are so important when, or rather they're so important to be done first and foremost and to be done right because it can really impact the person that you've hurt when one, you don't do it at all or two, you do it in a way that actually causes more harm than good. It can be a difficult thing. Like I know I've had some experiences where I've really been reluctant to say sorry. Um, It's often been an ego thing or I guess just a fear of admitting that I've done something wrong. Just various things that I'm I'm not going to do self-analysis on right now. But there have been times where I haven't been able to and it has been a scary experience. But at the end of the day, I've realized that apologizing and showing that you care about the other person's feelings is way more important than any way that you want to protect your own ego. At the end of the day, if you say that you care, it is one of the most straightforward ways to do that. So if you've listened all the way through this podcast and you've gotten to this point, you might have resonated with maybe one or more forms of apology languages that you appreciate. And if perhaps you'd like to know more about them, the I will leave the quiz in the show notes. So maybe you can, I guess, get a more definitive result or definitive answer for what your apology language is. But saying that, I guess as much as we do know our apology languages and the things we appreciate, the way we appreciate people saying sorry, I also think sometimes it takes a bit of consideration when it comes to these things. Because depending on the situation that you're in or the thing that has happened, it may take a different form of apology for a particular kind of situation. So for example, let's say you budge someone when trying to get on the train what do you do or what should you do because I know a lot of people do not do it because they're just rude but <laughs> usually you would say sorry to the person that you've barged but you wouldn't start trying to make repentance and following them around for the rest of their life trying to show that you're sorry <laughs> and never trying to barge them again so obviously what I'm trying to say is that everything has its context and sometimes it takes a bit of consideration for the different ways you can show that you you're sorry um, and show remorse for it to really be effective. But I think fundamentally, honesty and sincerity should be at the forefront of any kind of apology that you want to give. Oh wait, 
scratch that. Honesty, sincerity, and consideration should be at the forefront of any apology you want to give. Because I think that kind of sets the right tone for the journey of healing or the process of healing. Otherwise, I think you just end up doing more harm than good. We have officially made it to the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe because I have plenty more content where that's come from. We are going to be talking about all sorts in the upcoming weeks. And just to also plug myself a little bit, I am also going to be um, releasing some new YouTube videos. I started off YouTube, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, earlier on in the year. And I'm now back on it because I am in tip top shape and I'm ready to go. So please do have a look at my YouTube. You can find all of the links and stuff via my socials, but I will also leave it in the show notes. And once again, don't forget to subscribe. And yeah, until next week, guys. <laughs>